Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. We all go through times when we're ruled by fear and anxiety. And coming from someone who's dealt with those things a lot, Pastor J.D. is here to remind us today that God won't forsake you. He's not going to abandon you or turn away. His peace will encompass you despite the world around you, if only you'll allow it to. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on January 16th, 2022. For today's update, I want to talk with you about trusting God like never before. With everything that is happening now, what's now happening in the world today, well, it's the likes of which we've never seen before. Would you agree? And it's also likely the likes of which we will never see again. I suppose you could sum it up this way. We must trust in the Lord like never before, by virtue of how the deception and the confusion today is like never before. Never seen anything like this. Never before have we as God's people been in a situation like what we are in today, and never before have we had to trust in the Lord in our lives. <laughs> now, I'm keenly aware that any mention of simply trusting in the Lord can be seen as canned, maybe even cliche, especially to those who are really struggling. So what I want to do is explain why it is and how it is that we can trust in the Lord. The Lord has promised us that He, as only He can, will see us through for His glory and our good. I know this isn't proper English, but He can't not. Don't email me, I know that's not a proper sentence structure. But he can't not. That's inconsistent, incompatible with who God is and how God is. If God has made a promise, God is going to make good on that promise. God cannot not keep His promise. One has counted upwards of over 3,000 promises in the Word of God. That's a lot of promises. 
And every single one of them are God's Word. Now when we say it like that, it brings up how we say to one another, I will give you my word. Well, okay, that's fine. (laughs) You better not go back on it. Just because somebody gives you their word, there's no guarantees that they're going to keep their word. Because oftentimes, isn't it true that they go back on their word? Not God. God has given us His Word, and He will do it. He has given us His promises, and they are sure and amen. Done deal. If you'll hang in there with me, I want to talk about this, but also I want to address some serious concerns specifically, practically, and more importantly, biblically. So let's start with the why. Namely, that of why we must trust in the Lord like never before in our lives, for our lives. The answer to the why question is this. Jesus is returning for us to take us to the place He prepared for us in the pre-tribulation rapture. That's why. All right, let's close in prayer. Wow, Pastor, there you go again. That's all you talk about, I know. (laughs) There's a reason for that. As we've talked about in the past, it's our only hope. And, and by the way, think about it like this. When it comes to the pre-tribulation rapture of the church, the sound doctrine of the pre-tribulation rapture of the church, we're trusting, think this through with me, okay? We're trusting in the Lord when that trumpet sounds and the dead in Christ rise first, we're trusting the Lord that we who are alive and remain will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air and forever be with the Lord. We're trusting God for that, but we can't trust God for this or that. I mean, think about that. We're trusting God for that. That's pretty big. But we can't trust God with our daily lives, yet we're trusting God for our eternal lives. Does that make any sense? Again, bear with me, hang in there with me. I'm going to do the best I can here. Do you know that when... Jesus talked about the rapture. Wait, Jesus talked about the rapture? Yes. In fact, not only did Jesus talk about and teach on the rapture, He was the first one, appropriately so, to do so. Do you know where it's recorded? It's recorded in John's Gospel, the 14th chapter, verses 1 through 3. But 
I think I would be grossly remiss if I did not at least kind of set this up so you have kind of an idea of the context of it, the backstory, so you know what's going on here. Jesus has just got done telling his disciples that he has to go now. You do? Yeah. Why? Because I have to go so I can come back. And by the way, I'm going to go, and I have to go, and if I don't go, then I can't send you the Holy Spirit. Yeah, but we're not going to have Jesus with us anymore. No, you're not going to have Jesus with you, but you're going to have the Holy Spirit in you. Now, these first words in verse 1 of John 14, are key, and we know them maybe too well, and whenever we read them or hear them, we just kind of move on. Let's not do that, because Jesus tells them, do not let your hearts be troubled. (laughs) Why would He say that? Because their hearts were troubled? Why were their hearts troubled? because he just got done telling them that he's no longer going to continue to be with them, that he's going to leave them, and they were greatly disturbed. In fact, in the original language, this word for troubled carries with it the idea of being agitated. Not like irritated, but agitated like the washing machine. agitates. In fact, the old washing machines, some of you will remember, you young people have no clue, but whatever. They actually labeled it the agitation cycle. I don't like that word agitation. (laughs) I don't want to be agitated, or troubled, or disturbed. But no, the agitation is what cleans the clothes. This is what they were feeling. They were greatly troubled, greatly agitated, greatly concerned, greatly disturbed. And now Jesus wants to calm them down, and settle them down, and explain to them that He has to go, and why He has to go. And that actually they want Him to go, if they only knew why He was going. In fact, when you get to the end, of John's Gospel, chapter 14. He says it again, do not let, which is an interesting word by the way, because it implies that we have the propensity to let our hearts be troubled. We give our hearts permission to be troubled and agitated and concerned and disturbed and upset, and you can just fill in all the blanks. Turmoil, in turmoil. Fear, in fear. And he says, do not let your hearts be troubled, I have come to give you peace, not turmoil. And by the way, this peace that I give you is not the peace that the world gives you. The peace that I give you is not predicated upon what's happening in your life, as terrifying and difficult as it is. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not give your hearts permission 
to be troubled. And now he's going to explain why. You believe in God? Yeah. Believe also in me. You trust in God? Yeah. Trust also in me. My Father's house, verse 2, has many rooms. Some of your translations render it mansions or dwelling places. And then he says, if that were not so, and this is a rhetorical question, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And verse 3, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you. Oh, you're going you're gonna to come back and take us? Oh. When? And where? Well, we have the where question answered. I'm going to take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. Oh, okay, that settles me, that calms me, that gives me peace instead of turmoil, and I'm not going to let my heart be troubled, because now I have this hope that you've gone to prepare a place for me, and you've gone to prepare that place for me in your father's house, a bridal chamber by the way, to consummate and celebrate our marriage to the Lamb. And at the time, the day or the hour no one knows, I'm going to come back for you and take you. I'm not going to come back and stay with you, I'm going to come back and take you to be where I am, that where you are, I will be also. It's not doublespeak. That's very clear and detailed for a reason, because what he's saying is, I'm coming to take you out of this world. Trust me. Trust in me. You believe in God, you believe in me also. You trust God, you trust me also. I will do this. Okay, we're good. You good? That wasn't very convincing, so. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. That's all fine and dandy and everything, but we still have a problem, because he hasn't come back yet. And I'm looking... <laughs> at what's happening in the world, and I'm letting my heart get troubled again. Okay, this brings us to the how. Specifically, as it relates to trusting in the Lord like never before, until that glorious day, soon and very soon, when the trumpet sounds, and He takes us out of this world as He promised He would. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I know you've never heard of this passage before, right? May I, as I read this, trouble you to hear and follow along with me through a clear lens, almost as if you were hearing this powerful promise for the first time. 
trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths, or as some of your translations better render it, He will make your paths straight. Now I realize this is a well-known scripture, but the truth of the matter is it provides us with a very powerful and practical template. And by that I mean this promise can be superimposed on any and all situations we face, no matter how confusing and terrifying they are. And they are confusing, and they are terrifying, and they're getting more confusing and more terrifying, seemingly with each passing day. I'll take it a step further and suggest that Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, though very well known, is a word perfectly and fitly spoken for precisely where we're at in our lives today. We're at that place where the disciples were at when their hearts were troubled. They were very concerned. And Jesus seeks to calm them and settle them in His promise to them. And like with them, so too is this true for us now. He wants to settle our hearts. He wants to calm us down and remind us of that which He has promised us. Yes, I am coming to take you out, but what? I'm not going to take care of you until I do? That's not who I am. Lord, it's, uh, <laughs> it's getting pretty serious right now. I know. But I promised you that if you will trust in me with all of your heart, and by the way, when is it that we trust in the Lord with all of our heart and acknowledge the Lord in all of our ways? Is it not when we don't understand? That propels us to Him. And that's the best place to be. I think you would agree that this promise from the Lord to make our path straight, or perhaps better said, straighten it out, comes at the perfect time in human history. Especially at a time when there's so much we don't understand and can't figure out. And even if we did have understanding, we couldn't lean on that understanding. And that's a good thing, even a God thing, such that when we face serious concerns and can't lean on our understanding, we have to trust the Lord. We have to acknowledge the Lord. I think about just if I lean on this pulpit, I'm leaning on it, relying upon it. Well, what God is saying here is, it's not that you don't have understanding, just don't rely on it. 
Don't lean on it. Lean on me. Don't trust in it. Trust in me with all your heart, not half-hearted, all your heart, all your ways acknowledge me. This is a, I guess you could put it into the category of a conditional promise. We're going to see this a little bit later on here. It's actually three and one, and I'll explain. There's three things here, prerequisites, if you will. Number one, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Number two, acknowledge the Lord in all your ways. And number three, don't lean on your own understanding. Now, if those three are done and those prerequisites met, then what God has promised to do is direct our path, straighten out the mess, make our path straight. That's the promise, but it's conditional. So here we are. (laughs) Maybe I'll just speak for myself, but I've been walking with the Lord for a long time, and I don't remember a time in my life where those things that I thought I understood, maybe leaned on them, not anymore. I've never known a time in my walk with the Lord that things have been like they are right now, which is why this promise comes to the forefront. And that's what it is, is a promise. God has promised us that He will straighten out the path for us as He directs us. Absent God doing this for us and instead of us, hear me out, it's doubtful that we will bode well with what's not only coming, but really already happening as we speak. It's for this reason that I sense the Holy Spirit prompting me to talk about this today. I'm doing so with the hope that it will be an encouragement to you, as God has encouraged me. I think about the Apostle Paul writing to the church in Corinth about comforting others with the comfort that you yourself received when you were going through a similar situation. We comfort others with the comfort that we ourselves were on the receiving end of from the Lord. So we received the comfort from the Lord, and then with that comfort that we receive from the Lord, we also comfort others. I think about David encouraging himself in the Lord. (laughs) So I hope this will be an encouragement to you. If you'll kindly allow me to, I want to, for the remainder of our time, take and tackle some of the tough... (laughs) aforementioned serious concerns. I want to be very specific and practical, but more importantly, biblical. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Some of what you've heard today may have encouraged you in your faith, and at times it may have brought up more questions that you would like answered. 
If you're wanting to get in touch with us, go to jdfarag.org and find the contact link at the bottom of the page. That's jdfarag.org. There, you can let us know some of the questions you might have, and we'll get back to you and try to answer those questions as best we can. While you're on our website, feel free to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. If what Pastor J.D. shared today has you really confused about what it means to know Jesus and life beyond this life, there's a resource for you that might be helpful. At jdfarag.org, find the ABCs tab. This will walk you through what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus and what that means for you going forward. Once again, our website is jdfarag.org. If you're ever in or near the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you come join us. Come visit Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find service times and directions on our website. Just scroll to the bottom and click on Calvary. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Thanks for listening in to the Prophecy Update for today. We hope you'll join us for our next edition of In Spirit and Truth, where Pastor J.D. has much to share with you about what God's been putting on his heart. The Bible and its prophecies are not to be taken lightly. And so we'll keep digging in on In Spirit and Truth.